0: Top she recorded live. Good evening.
1: Good evening. Praise How the Lord.
2: Praise the Lord. How are you, uh, this evening?
1: I'm good mm-hmm. and you?
2: I'm doing pretty good. Um would not be on tonight. He just log called me to log in and host the show tonight. So uh, he had an emergency, so he will not be on tonight. All right. Okay, so, yeah, we will, um, I guess we'll be waiting for some others to come on. Um, In the meantime, uh, when some others come on, um, I would like for you to get the shank, right? Yes. Did you have a good week so far? How's your weather out there?
1: Uh, It's... We got some snow, but not a whole bunch. Well, we still had snow on the ground, so it looks worse than it is well, actually, here in
2: Arizona, if you could believe it or not, we got a little bit of rain, and we're you know we're having the Super Bowl this weekend. I don't know if you're a sports fan or not, but we are having the Super yeah. Bowl this weekend and we are expecting some rain tomorrow. So I hope it doesn't last too long. For My team is not playing, of course, but since it's in Arizona, we have to still be supportive. Yeah. So um, let's go ahead, Ella Shank, if you don't mind, and uh, let's go ahead and open up with a word of prayer for tonight,
1: and before we can go ahead yes, and get into it. In. Orders, we thank you, we praise you, we bless your holy name. Lord, we thank you for this time to get together and discuss what what it is that we need to hear from you and what you need to hear from us, Lord. We ask your blessing upon this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: Amen. Thank you so much. And so we have someone else on the line. Is this Sister Shank on the line? No. Okay, we have someone else. From Cleveland on the line. Um,
1: who else is uh-huh. on the line?
2: Okay. I don't know.
1: All
2: right. Okay, but um, so basically, what we're going to be talking about tonight is Apostle. Um, he did something. I have. I've been since I stopped this morning. So I'm really not. But we were talking about. Um, uh, Evangelists and why um, why why they should why they're being released you know why should they be released into ministry and what the procedure how should they be released into ministry and um, so that's what we're going to be talking about tonight and I think it's a very interesting
3: subject um,
2: matter. of fact, I had um, someone that that was called me and was asking me about you know some things of ministry and everything, but the person really doesn't have too much of knowledge. Uh, in regards to uh, the ministry, have some knowledge, but not a, a lot of knowledge. And um, I was just asked about some procedures, and, and and you know, so I I was really that kind of crossed my mind because I could remember myself, you know, you know, the person that had a, um basically as as far as just really taught me and mentored with me, and really taught me everything I knew about ministry, other than me going to school and learning that way as well. But also the mantle that was passed on to me, you know, and um, and how important it is, you know, for us to have that that covering that mantle over us, and uh, why we should, you know, we just know sometimes we get out there we're loose and we're not we're not covered and we're you know we uh, we get caught off guard a lot of times, and uh, what well, we just some people they just you know they 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 buy I say they buy their titles and uh, and they they buy titles and they get out and and they're just out there, and they're just, you know, they're not, there's no accountability for what's really going on in their ministry or what they're doing. And so basically, so we're just going to be talking about uh, tonight releasing and, and uh, why it's important to release, you know, when someone is um, someone is, is underneath you, why is it important for us to, you know, uh, release them out into ministry and how should we release them into ministry? So, Ella Shank, at this time, would you, uh, if you have anything to say about that, or maybe kind of expound on it a little bit more.
1: Uh, not not right now. I I don't. <clears throat> I am not sure what it was you were talking about. Oh, thank
2: God bless you.
3: God bless you, Prophets.
2: Go ahead, Apostle.
3: Yes. Uh, God bless you, other Shank. God bless you. I am on, um, um, I got like an emergency call for something, but I'm listening in while we're uh, going here. Uh, uh, Elder Schenk as I discussed last night in class about the evangelist, the office of the evangelist, the ministry of the evangelist, and why um, uh, are many ministries calling all women that are called to ministry, they they name them evangelists, and then right. why are evangelists sitting in the pews, if anybody has a real mantle of uh, the, as an evangelist, they should be identified, ordained, and released sent out into uh into ministry um if they have an anointing if they have a call they're um Recognition should come from God, from the Holy Spirit, and uh, they should be active, as active as prophets and pastors and teachers and apostles. They should be sent forth. So I wanted to know, discuss again, how has the church failed this office of uh, the evangelist, male and female? What's wrong? What can be done?
0: Amen. All right.
1: All right. Then the <clears throat> the title evangelist, says the Pentecostal world refers to women as evangelists, is uh, a title that uh, has allowed someone to be ordained as an evangelist, usually women, even if they don't perform that ministry because of being held down on
0: in the pews to... uh,
1: to be waiting to be
0: uh, to be
1: recognized and sent out as an evangelist when sometimes they are just held back in their ministry.
0: Yes.
2: Uh, are you still there, Lucien?
1: Yes, I'm here.
2: Okay. Okay, Apostle. He he's not on the call anymore. No.
1: Mm-hmm. No.
2: Okay. All right. So. I'm glad he clarified that for me because I w I well I w didn't, I didn't get an opportunity to um to go back and read read it. I knew it was kinda of something like that, but I didn't get it. but so I just have evangelism for men and women. Why are they still sitting on the pews uh when uh and they're not in the um the field while they're not in the field of ministry or not recognized as being in the field of ministry, so what's wrong with that, you know. Right. they
1: they're, they're given given the title of missionary, so that uh they have a position, but if their anointing is not from the Lord then it, it, they are just held back and if the if their anointing is definitely from God not man, they should be able to. Be out and about doing the work of the evangelist, not sitting in the pew as the local church, being part of the uh, the ministry of of one single church. They're they're being effectively cut off with no ministry to go to other than
0: their local church.
2: And so um, do you find that uh, maybe, could it be because maybe we have a lot of people now, we have especially women, thank God that you know the doors have opened for us and we, we know that we, I mean, religion is still, we have like that patriarchic system that's still going on for poor women, but because you know, we have so many different denominations now where they women really can be recognized in leadership roles. And uh, but a lot of times they're recognized as prophetess, we'll uh, pa- be recognized as pastors, uh, apostles, and bishops. So a lot of times, as evangelists, um, maybe for, uh, I mean, quite, we don't really see a lot of it. We do, but, you know, as far as evangelists is concerned, it seems like maybe. Everybody's kind of pushing for the big titles to me and and I don't know you know if that's if, if that's just my perception of of it, but I do know that you know i I could remember as a young girl growing up that evangelist, that was a very, you know, most of what we would think of evangelists, they would be someone that would be that was a traveling person. They would go from city to city. I mean, sometimes they would come in and just, you know, and just tear up the city, you know, with their revivals, and they would go, you know, have the tent revivals and, and those type of things, and so they would just, you know, and basically, uh, that's a, as, as far as evangelists, we would see a lot of that, and I know that we still have a lot of them that are still in the church, you know, in the, in the church community, and, and but as far as, you know, having a big, you know, the tent revivals and, and well, we maybe not tent revivals because we've kind of moved away from that in some some sense, but um, in the churches, uh, you know, holding the revivals and and really, you know, going out and and soul-seeking and and seeking and going out and, like the Bible said, in the highways and the byways and and seeking and compelling them because, you know, I think a lot of times in in the church we kind of get it. Mixed up, you know, the pastor is not the one that's the, really it's the uh, the members, and especially the evangelists they're the ones that's supposed to go out and compel them to come into the church, and and you know, and invite the people to come in, and, and you know, and 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 preach and teach to them, and and know and, and, and bring them into the into the house of God, and then the pastor, the overseer is the one that once they come in, is to make you know, and we supposed to make sure that they stay in, and the an evangelists has a lot to do with that. So uh, uh, I don't know. Um, you know, if we're if we really recognizing them or giving them the recognition that they need, and we should recognize everyone because we're all important. You know, we're all part of the body, and we, every job is important, especially in the body of Christ. No matter what position we hold, we all have the same importance. And so I think, you know, the evangelists, we need to give, you know, put a little bit more emphasis on that and really push them so that they get out and feel comfortable and confident and knowing that they have, you know, God has given them that, you know, Given them that that gift and, and that they have that gift and that they have the power to use that gift in the
1: house of the Lord. Yes, but sometimes uh, because of the pastoral authority and uh, ministry leading will oftentimes not recognize them except for in-house ministry and thereby Uh, we just had somebody from Power of Forgiveness Shows send in a message. Everyone should be going out telling someone about Jesus. Yes, everyone should. But the called evangelists should be continually going out alone. Uh, yes.
2: Yeah. And so tonight, uh, uh, were, were you finished speaking, uh, uh, Elder Shane?
1: Yes, go ahead. Okay.
2: Yes, yeah, because, you know, basically what we're talking about tonight is we're talking about evangelism. And, uh, you know, men and women, because, you know, men and women are both ordained as evangelists. And why are they still sitting on the pews? Why are they still sitting, like you say, sitting in the church, sitting on the pews? They're not working. You know, we got so much work. You say the labors are, uh, are few, but the uh, the harvest is plentiful. So we have a lot of people that are sitting in a, especially sitting in the pews. They've been called, but they're not working. So why are they not working? Why are they not in the field of ministry? Why are they not working? And so that's what we're, we're discussing tonight. And uh, uh, I do agree with the prophet's Rahlum. She said everyone should be going out telling someone about Jesus. That's absolutely true. But we're basically we're focusing on evangelism tonight and basically why is it that they're not being released into the field to do the work that God has given them to do? What's wrong? What's going on in the body of Christ? And I believe what you're saying, Elder Shank, has a lot to do with it. A lot of ministry. They're holding people back, and they're holding because they look at someone because I think or maybe I feel, or you don't look the part, or you don't talk well, you don't. And so they they, you know, they, they draw, they, it's judging, really. It's actually judging people who who's capable, who's qualified, and who isn't. And so they're the ones that determining who is and who isn't in regards to evangelism. And so I know that God is not pleased with that.
0: There? Yes, I'm here. I'm
1: just processing. Oh, okay. uh, yes, you're right that they should be out and about, but <clears throat> sometimes the pastoral model of ministry doesn't allow for any any if being being used of a pastor and maybe a teacher. Which oftentimes is happening in some of the Pentecostal branches that we know of. I can re- I can
2: recall my mother was a um um was a, was a mission was an evangelist well, a missionary evangelist and so um uh well actually, she was a missionary so um, uh, but a evangelist you know that is part of the uh the firefold ministry and so they do hold a position you know as for as a leadership in in ministry you know we need to recognize them um recognize that they are a part of ministry and that they are a very vital part of ministry and that the, the, uh i uh, think that they would, uh, release them into the community more and give them, you know, give them something to do, uh, give them, you know, a, a honor and, and the position that they hold. I believe that, you know, we would have more that would be out in out uh, rather than just sitting on the pews in the church, just sitting there uh, uh, wondering. Sometimes, you know, they put, you put doubt in someone, did God really call me? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Um you know, I don't really know. You know, we, you got to have confidence in knowing who you are and what you are and whom you belong to and whatever he has given you to do. He's not going to give you a job that he doesn't know that you're not capable or qualified to handle. So ministry, you know, a lot of times, you know, we know that we do, We have people that say that God has called them. Well, it's not for us to determine whether or not God called that person or not because it says that we are known by our fruit. So if they're bearing good fruit and if they're bearing the fruits of, of of, of what they say that they are, then, you know, we have to accept that. Uh, only, you know, uh, a, a, a good tree is going to bear good fruit and a corrupt tree is only going to bear corrupt fruit. So um, uh, we we still need to, you know, wondering why, you know, evangelism, why they're still sitting on the pews and not being released in the field of ministry. We have a power of forgiveness. Um, uh, prophet um, Rosalind Jennings is on the line also. So uh, good evening to you, Prophet. She's logged in. And she wants to speak, and so we're gonna give uh, Prophet Jennings a moment to speak and say what's on her heart and what's on her mind. Are you there, Prophet Jennings?
4: Yes. Um. First, I want to say good evening to everybody on the line and everybody um, in the chat room. Um. I want to say that I, you know, I understand the advances part because I, I, you know, I when I when I got saved in nineteen ninety nine. I didn't know anything about the 5 ministry. All I know that I was sick, God healed me through the power of forgiveness, and when they asked me to go out, to, we had newspapers to give out. I was so I was so happy that God delivered me, healed me. I wanted to share my testimony, and I wanted to go out. I never knew about no evangelist. It's something that God put in me, and a lot of times um, I want to say that to me, there is an identity crisis in the body of Christ because sometimes we could be saying we're something that we're not um, um, trained and prepared to be, you know. And I'm going to talk about the evangelist because um, God always used me in outreach mightily. Um, it's something that you really, the evangelists need the support from the pastor and from the church as well. Because he or she, you know, um, I always say it's not just the evangelist. Everybody should be telling about. Just everybody should be telling somebody about Jesus. It's not just the, the evangelist. But I'm gonna talk about the evangelists now. Um, the evangelist, him or her, need the support from their uh, pastor and from the members. Because I used to go out. My pastor didn't have to tell me, and I didn't call myself an evangelist. I just always had a heart to go outside, and 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 God would use me to lead people to Christ, to pray for people, and invite people to the church. So I didn't really know nothing about no title. And that's just something, the gift that God has given me. It's something that God has to give you. And plus, you have to be trained and equipped to be the evangelist. You have to know how to talk to people. you got, you got to have a heart for people. And you got to know, you know, when, what to say and what not to say. Okay, you have to have wisdom and discernment. And and, and um, so as far as support, you know when, they, when the when your pastor's not supporting you as far as like equipping you with the tracks or say okay we and, and and nobody should be going out by themselves. It should be you know even back in the day's Bible two by two. There should be a group of people going out. You know or you know me everywhere I went on the bus anywhere I went I gave out tracks. But you should not be going out by yourself. It should be some support you should be prayed for, you should be anointed, you know, you should be, should be covered in prayer and support, and you and, and, um, you and like, another two um, people as well going out. But also, when when the people do come to the church, how do we treat them? Because I, I used to go out there every day and tell somebody about my, my former church, and when the people come to church, the members wouldn't speak to them. They wouldn't welcome them. They wouldn't say hi. I mean, we have to talk about that too, you know. And then when they do come, are we following up? Let's be honest. How many as readers do we follow up with people? Not many. Because I know nobody has not really followed up with me. Let's be real. You know what I'm saying? So, we, you know, I mean, in order for us the evangelists to, to, to fully to do his or her job, we need the
0: support from the pastor and from the church. That's all I have to say.
2: Amen, amen, on that, okay, alhank um can you um as far as evangelism, you know sometimes i think um uh we, we may we may get um get a little mixed up in something, and so what do you think um as far as evangelism is what should it what is what should an evangelist be doing
1: well, an evangelist whos an evangelist full time out the field would be ministering to uh different areas different regions different cities uh, they should be mobile and they should they should be well well instructed and learned in the in the field of evangelism uh, so that they could be effective and that they would be blessed as they go out and that they would be able to bring in a lot more people that have not been ministered to or had effective ministry to them. And then as they come in, then they find their church home with a uh, Good Bible-based teaching, and that and that's what an evangelist should be doing.
2: I think that that's very well said, and I agree with you on that um, uh, because you know it's important. You know, we need we need more evangelists in the church today. We need everyone in the church, but we really need evangelists in the church because you know the evangelists, like you said, they. They don't have to be worried and consumed about. They don't have to be worried and consumed as far as not the pastor, the overseer of the church, and everything. So they don't have those worries on them, and so. But they do have, you know, as far as them going out, as you say, going in. But they need to be well equipped, and they need to be, as far as you're saying, they do need to be equipped in the word, you know, because when they're out there in the field, they're going to be coming across, and we have to really make sure that we pray for them and keep them in prayer because they, you know, they're, to me, they're like the front line. Evangelists is like the front line, and they're the, the front. I would say they like the army of, of the, the, the services of, of God. They're their army. They're like the army. They're like the Marines, you know. They get out there, and they get in the, in the trenches, and they get um, you know, uh, with the Communities and with the churches, and, and they keep us going. And so, we need to make sure that we do release them and that they are being released properly and that they are being released with the proper equipment to do the job and that they have the support of ministry, not only the support of the, the leadership, but they have to have support of everyone because a lot of times they may not be you know, homebound and they may be gone for long periods of time. They could be overseas or they could be, so we do have to be able to support them
0: and let them know that they are being supported. And part of that support
1: should be that they have a home-based church where uh, they can call home because everyone needs a stability in their life and in their ministry. Uh, This... uh, This is uh, something I think that uh, everyone needs is a home that uh, they can get support from. One of the supports that evangelists really need is uh, prayer warriors, uh, intercessory prayer uh, to go before them in their evangelistic uh, exercise so that their gift would be uh, prepared, the ground would be prepared before they get there with intercessory prayer.
2: Yes, I agree with you on that. Uh, we definitely they need to, it is very important that they have a home base, you know, because a lot of times we, it's important for all of us, we all need to have a home base because there are times that, there are times, you know, that we get out there and we're not, uh, there are times when we get out there and we just, you know, we're out there alone and we, we're by ourselves and, you know, um, it's not good to be alone. It's not good to be alone and being, especially when you're in ministry. So you have to have that, that support system there. But in order to have that support system, you know, you have to be be involved. You have to be in the church. And you have to have. But, you know, I know that a lot of times, because uh, I've experienced it here, we have a lot of people that are sitting on the benches, and they say that they're evangelists, and that, but they're not being recognized, and they're not really um, fully supported, and they have not been uh, given the um, honor. They have not been given the privilege to exercise. And like a prophet was saying, you know, if that's something inside of you, and if you're in a church or you're somewhere where you're not being released or you're not being used, then I, I don't know. For some people, they've been in, in a church for so long, and their, their parents went there, their grandparents went there—it's a generational thing. But sometimes you just have to move. You just have to go somewhere where somebody where you're going to be released and where you're going to be used. Amen. Why, why should you just sit there and sit on mm-hmm. that pew and just sit there because and let everything that God put inside of you? You're holding that inside of you, and you it has to be released. You can't die full because he didn't give that to you in order for you to keep that and take that to <clears throat> you. So he gave us, each one of us, a gift. He gave each one of us, you know, he gave us talents, and he gave us gifts. And so if you're in a, in a, in a place where you're not being released, and you're not uh, being used, then I would strongly suggest that you, you pray about it. First of all, you got to pray and seek God. You know, he said, in all his ways, acknowledge him. He shall direct your path. Believe me, he will direct you to the place where you need to go. He will direct you to the people that you need to go in order to be able to release because if it's inside of you and it's burning inside of you, nobody and nothing can hold you down because you, that's in you and that's what you're going to do. You're going to let it go and you're going to let it out.
4: Amen. And and a process, I would like to say from my own experience, Um, you mm-hmm. know, when I, when I um, used the church I used to go to, I already I was already doing the power of forgiveness ministry. So when I um joined my former Patholic church, you know, we supposed to come and serve and help help the pastor, you know, the leader, the pastor, prophet, whoever your whoever your leader is, we supposed to come and serve, you know, and um Serving and just clean the church, clean the bathroom, um, giving out tracts, giving out a flyer—you know—it's always something to do in God's house. Amen. And we all have to be servants. But like I said, I always had the gift in me from the day I got saved. It's nothing for me to go outside right now, and 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 and, and people—you know—with with um people people um are uh, hungry for someone to pray for them, to listen to them. There's so many hurting people. They wanted, they, I tell you, I mean, I used to go out so much. Only one or twice, very few, maybe one or twice, I don't even think that many, that somebody brushed me off, you know? Cause anybody who I've, I've gone to, to the, in a supermarket, on a train, on a bus, wherever God would send me, they they wanted somebody to, to hear them out. They wanted somebody to pray for them. They wanted to know that Jesus loved them because they wasn't getting it nowhere else, you know. And when when um when I joined my the former church I was in, you know, like I said, I think I think I came, I came I came to serve. I came to lift my former pastor up her and served, but I didn't know it was so much jealousy because I was just got there and there were people on the hook for years and the way what God was using me, and Lisa could testify that too, God would use me, you know, remind me in that area and when people come, you know, every Thursday or Sunday, it's like the people were jealous. I'm oh like, God. Why are they jealous when I'm here doing what I'm supposed to do? I'm here to serve. I'm here to get out in these streets, let people know about Jesus and share my testimony. Why are they jealous of me? Because so, let's, let's be real. Sometimes the church can be a hindrance to your gift and your calling. And that's what I experienced. A lot of jealousy, a lot of rejection from the church. I didn't, I didn't understand it. You know, so we, so I'm saying, like Rob was saying, you know, please fast and pray and make sure you're in the right church that's going to um, equip you and celebrate you and push you to be who God calls you to do. Because we're, 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 People out here need to know about Jesus. And it's everybody's responsibility, and, we're, and as the church, we're not here to be a hindrance to each other as well. So I want to bring that up to a point where there's a lot of jealousy in the body as well that will try
0: to hinder people from going forward. Amen.
2: That's what, that's what I have to say. Okay, so as as far as the body of Christ is concerned, we you know it, we know that it says in, in Ephesians, I believe it's the fourth chapter and maybe the sixteen uh, verse or something. I have to grab my Bible and look that up, but I do believe it's Ephesians four and sixteen where it says that we're to edify each other. To Edify just simply means to build each other up, and so um, and then it's just to you know uh, when we edify each other uh, uh you know, it, it's a renewing of the mind, you know, um, we, we set ourselves free, and, and the bringing, basically, say bringing into captivity every thought, so, that, you know, everything that we think and everything that we do in ministry and evangelism, it has to relate to Jesus Christ, because it's really all about Jesus Christ, and so, like, when the edification, you know, when it takes place, we, we increase in, in Christ-like, we become Christ-like, and so, um, and so we, when we become Christ-like, we basically just, you know, just edifying each other. When we're Christ-like, we're going to build each other up. And so evangelism is very important, you know, because, you know, when we get in the church, evangelism will help edify the church and will help build the church. And we will, you know, especially in our local churches, it's very important uh, that, that when we're church members that know that we edify each other and build each other up. And so evangelism is really, it's, you know, it's to me, it's a, life, it's a lifestyle. Evangelism is, is a lifestyle, and it's not something that, you know, we just put this title on, we just hold the title, but it's the way we live, the way we think, everything about us that we do uh, in regards to that. And so uh, uh, releasing us into the the field, I don't really know um, if we have to be released because when God ordains us and when he, you know, he he put that in you. Nobody can hold you down. Nobody can stop you. So, you know, and I said it once before, and I'm going to reiterate what I said before. When that is inside of you, if you're not where you need to be, if you're not in the place that you need to be, where you could be uh, built up for edification of the body of Christ, then find go somewhere, go go somewhere and set up underneath someone where they will they they will stir up the gift in you. And that's what it's all about. The ministry has to stir up the gift in the people. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We've got to stir up the gift in the people. And we have to release them into, into the world and got to re- release them equipped in order for them to do the work of, of the world. And evangelism is not just It's, it's a lifestyle. It's a way that we live in. And sometimes we've got to cross, you know, t- traditional boundaries in order to reach an undying world. We've got to do some unconventional things, and that's what uh, uh, evangelism is all about. You know, and evangelism is for everybody. It's for all of us. It's for all of us.
0: Anybody else on the line?
1: Yes, we're here.
2: No, nah, because I'm getting stirred up now.
1: <laughs> okay, go, <laughs> go ahead. ahead.
2: Go ahead, process. Reach on, sister. reach on. <laughs> 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 you know, and you know, so um, I, I think about it. You know, it, 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 evangelism is like you know, um, uh, kind of like. Mm, I don't know if you've taken like psychology or something like that, but it's like a it's called like a Maslow Law or something like that. But then you have you have needs, you know. Everybody has a basic needs, man's needs, and then we have and then we also so we're not trying to reach man's needs, but you know there's like four or five different steps in in in, in that that particular law. You know, you got a, like a service and fellowship and, and preaching, and 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 so we have to those things have to be met, and through evangelism we have the ability to meet those things. You know, uh, we can. I, I, the beautiful thing that I really love about it, and I really love it because you know uh, we deal with a lot of people that have you know esteem needs and, and esteem issues. And and evangelism, you know, when we say let's go out, they're going out into the world. So exactly when you say an evangelism, what are you actually doing when you evangelize? So actually, what do you do?
0: Prophesies? Are are you still there? Because I was hearing some noise. Are you still yeah, there?
2: I'm waiting for a response to the to the question.
4: Yeah. Um, um. Okay. Because so I wanted to get permission. But I got some scriptures too. You know, because it's important that we know what what is what is evangelist is and what God is saying for us to do as well. But um, what was your what was your question? Your question, so I can answer properly. Go ahead, Woman of God What was your question okay. again?
2: The question that I'm asking is, as an evangelist, evangelism exactly what? And I kind of gave you an example of saying that with the Maslow law of uh, basically uh, the mm-hmm. top of the needs, that man's needs. And then we had uh, also gospel. Then I was saying that okay, we have to uh, um, meet people at their needs, what, what their needs are. Mm-hmm. Some people we have a lot of people that have like esteem needs, you know. Uh, and what can evangelism do in order to help people like that? Uh, we have people that have you know needs of love. Love, people need to feel that they, you know, we just discussed that. You just put something like that on your wall. Now, this just came out, and I'm not picking on you, evangel- uh, prophets. But this just kind of kind of like came out. Love and affection, they have needs. And so does evangelism, can they meet those needs? Or wh- wh- where does the, you know, where, it, 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 can, do they care for those things? Do they care for the safety and security of the people, their psychological needs? You know, mm-hmm. so um, uh, uh, where does evangelism fit in all this?
4: And oh that's a that's a good that's a good question, um, because when you out there when you when you in the street, you know, you don't know where where how God is gonna use you. I'm gonna speak for myself, I'm gonna speak for my When I'm out in the street, I don't know how God's gonna use me. um, you know, just talking to somebody, you know, just sharing your testimony or just giving a person a smile and and it, it it it's best to ask the person, you know, um, you know, how can I help you? Sometimes people just want somebody to talk to them. Or I've heard people just say, I just need prayer, or I need a hug. You know, coming from, I'm talking about from another sister. I'm not talking about me hugging no man, you know. But I'm saying, you know, um, sometimes people may need some resources. That's why I know about United Way. You know, it's, it's, everybody's situation is different. But you have to ask questions to the person, you know, um, how can I help you? You know, coming from, and, and and take it from there, and 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 then let let them know, um, you know, you ask them, you know, once you talk, once you find out what what the situation is, and then, then your main thing is salvation, leading to Christ right there and there. You know, I've led people to Christ right there and there. I pray for people, you know, I took them to the forgiveness process. Um, it all depends. It's just it's just at, at a need basis, but we all should be equipped to know how to um. Uh, talk and how to approach someone and just to smile. just a smile. Just saying good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Hospitality, you'd be surprised. Just saying, smile to somebody saying good morning, how to make their day Or good afternoon or if, um, another thing. If it's, it's old oh, so you got a nice pair of boots or nice, you know, to give somebody attention, you know, then you start talking to them, you know, if you want to share the ministry or give them a trap, You never know. You just got to ask God, God, give me wisdom, discernment how to, um, talk to individuals because everybody is different, you know. But I, I'm saying it's, it's a great need for, for the evangelists to go out and um, to reach the people because the people do want to be reached. I, like I said, I met so many people with, with thanking God, you know, that I took the time out to pray for them or lead them to Christ or just somebody to talk to, you know. There's so many hurting people, so, you know, I'm <clears throat> You know, we just got to ask God to give us wisdom and deserve it. And sometimes people just want somebody to listen. Just sometimes we just gotta kind of shut our mouth, you know, and just shut your mouth and, and just listen to the person, you know, and say, is there anything else I can help you with? And take it from and take it from there, you know. And always share your testimony, you know. What have God done for you? Sometimes, you know, we don't have to hit people in the head with the Bible. No, we don't have to do that. Just share your testimony, you know. Just share, just share your testimony what God has done for you and, 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 and show the love of Christ and let people know that God cares for them and you care about them and, and and let let God be God. Because another thing, one plant and one water. So, you know, there's a lot of times when I gave out a flyer to my former church, the people didn't come right away. But when I left the church, I would hear, oh, Rosalind, you know, somebody came and mentioned you. So you never know, you know, um, once you plant that seed, you you know, let let God be God and that person life. that's all I have
1: to say about that. Okay. Elder shit? Yes, I, I think that last team was really uh profound. Let like God be love God. And he he uh, directs and moves us through the Holy Spirit and uh there can be no greater lead than his leading. So that uh, if we are listening to what the Holy Spirit is directing us to do, then uh, it it should follow that uh, much fruit would come from the evangelism and that your efforts would not be wasted.
0: That's
2: awesome. That's awesome. Um, I'm just sitting here thinking, and I'm thinking about um, about Jesus Christ. Um, Jesus Christ was probably one of the greatest evangelists of, our, of, of the world because mm-hmm. you know he, he met you know, and, and, and I think evangelism is we have to meet people um, at their at their point of need, and uh, just like when he uh, met Nicodemus. You know, he yeah. told Nicodemus, you know, you got to be born again. Uh, and but you know, he he um he he didn't tell him to say you must. He he said you must be born again. You know, and that was just really just a metaphor because Nicodemus was like, you know, he was kind of shocked and concerned, Like, you know, how can I go? You know, basically he was saying, how can I go back into my mother's womb and, and be born born again? But Jesus Christ had to, you know, he would just you know use he, he did a lot of metaphor uh, in his his speaking. And, but, you know, by the time that he left Nicodemus, you know, Nicodemus realized, you know, because Jesus Christ, you know, he spent, he spent time with Nicodemus, you know, he really did. Nicodemus was a tax collector. And I'm sure the apostles, I mean, the, the disciples did not feel that he should be, why are you going to spend some time with this man? You know, he's a tax collector and tax collectors were not very favorable people during that time for good reason, you know, for good reason. But Jesus Christ, he spent time with him. You know, because Nicodemus had to have, you know, he had to have a, uh, something different. He needed somebody to show him something different to show him the way, and Jesus Christ basically did that. And so I believe that by the time Jesus Christ had, had visit with Nicodemus, Nicodemus, he didn't have to tell Nicodemus anything about you need to get this, way, you need to do this. A lot of times we tell people what they need to do. We don't, sometimes that's not necessary because they have common sense. They can make those decisions upon their own, you know, and, uh, that you know Jesus just basically he met people at their needs, and I think that you know um we have to meet people at their needs and you know being evangelist you know there's i you know I was taught that there's like five things you know that that evangelism you know can find themselves doing because they can find themselves you know relating you know advocating we do a lot of advocating for people sharing sharing the gospel you know just how people feel, you know, dealing with their needs. And, and you know, the help solve, you know, real-life real, real life situations and problems in life. You know, I, I saw on Facebook one time one lady had wrote, when I come to church, sometimes I just want the preacher to get up and talk about, you know, stuff that's really happening, real-life issues, you know, dealing with real-life issues and being supportive, you know, sharing and, and you know... Um, with the non-believers, which is helping them discover who Jesus Christ he really is and helping them discover what the gospel is all about. So evangelism is so it's so much more to evangelism than just, you know, getting up and, and giving a word every third or fourth Sunday, get a, a spot and get a word every th- third or fourth Sunday. We have to really get out there and we have to really meet people, especially in this day and time. We really got to meet them at their needs. We have to meet them at their needs. And we got to discover, you know, uh, what their needs are. You know, ultimately, you know, we get evangelism is just to help somebody. You know, we're there to help people. That's what we do.
1: Yes, it is. I think that uh, that was a very good point you made that we need to meet people where they're at and hopefully uh, they will tell us what kind of needs they have or we, we need to pray that we have discernment and wisdom to uh, make an assessment of where they're at and what their needs might be and then discuss them with the individual. But if they're in a large group, then it would be wise to have uh, some other ministries that are established there to help process the people to find out their needs to have a local local ministry available to help uh to train and to uh bring forth uh the new uh convert so that he he's well versed in the in the scripture and that he become uh a reliable Christian who knows the word, understands the word, and that their needs would be met, that they would know how to meet the needs of others as they appear. And uh, realistically, uh, that's probably most important thing to do is Get them grounded after the evangelist or the formal evangelist uh is finished with an area
2: mm-hmm. so um basically, you know evangelism in the pastor you know dealing with the pastor evangelism is really close to the past and they have to you know stay close to the past in order to um uh, know what the what know what the pastor what his vision is and what his goal is and all of us you know uh, are evangelism in a way because our our job is not to come in and take over our job is to be there to help the pastor fulfill
0: mm-hmm. his, goal,
2: his his vision of what God has given him uh, mm-hmm. the pastor has a vision our responsibility is to fulfill that vision and so being in evangelism you know I, I see you know I, I know that uh, in when Jesus Christ was uh, when he had, had uh, gave the, the poster, gave them the, the position of apostleship. They used to say, you know, it says that, you know, they used to go daily to each other's homes. They were daily uh, encountering each other. So a lot of times we don't have enough communication. We don't have enough exposure to each other. You know, when we come into, um, and I know it's, dangerous nowadays. You know, a lot of people don't want you in their homes. Uh, but, you know, having just you know, opening up our homes, you know, a lot of times we don't have to always be because some people just won't go into a church setting, you know, until they, they may, may not be ready for that at the moment. But if we could open up our homes just for Bible studies, you know, evangel- and evangelism is working with the pastor with those, you know, opportunities and, and, and telling the pastor, you know, sometimes, you know, this is something that I, you know, I, I like to have opportunity to do that. And, uh, and and giving the pastor, you know, giving him uh, um, uh, you know the, the reasons and the good principles of why they would like to do that. But the pastor understands we all you know have the responsibility of of, of spreading the gospel. So this is really a, a great subject I think that the pastor has brought about um, about evangelism, and I hope that he continues this. And I'm sure he'll be able to expound on it much more deeply uh, than than we have than I have tonight. But I believe that we've really done a, a good job tonight. Um, uh, on talking about it, uh, evangelism. We have a few more minutes left uh, that
4: yeah. we can speak. Well, I want to ask you, with, with permission, can I just give out two scriptures? Because we need to know what the, what God is saying about evangelism. Two so people need to know the word as well.
2: Um, hold on just a moment because okay. I am. Um, okay. Well, basically, uh, 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 evangelism, for instance, we can go to like... Um, um, mm, Evangelism. So, um, for instance, when John the Baptist was 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 uh, was born, uh, and he was uh, John, uh, he you know we can go to uh, Luke one thirteen and fifteen, when the angel came and he he spoke, uh, um, and spoke of John's life. You know, he spoke of, of, of John. He was telling Elizabeth that she was going to bear a son. You know, he was John. and He was a forerunner. So, really, the Gospel of, of Mark, you know, it records all of this, and so. Um and we, we, he, john i believe was a uh, he was a great um uh, uh, evangelist and mark one and six you know uh the way he did you know a lot of times we have to be careful about what we eat how we're eating and what we're drinking and what we're doing, and how we're doing what we're doing and so John the Baptist, he was a forerunner for Jesus Christ, but he was a great evangelist. He was secluded, you know, his lifestyle, the way that he lived, but he was ordained by God. That was his purpose. His purpose was to come and be a forerunner for Jesus Christ. And so, you know, if you can go in like Luke, you know, you can go 1, 13, and 15, and you can find that in there. And also you can go into, um, you know, basically you can go in like Luke, especially in Luke, you can go like, um, I think it's chapter 7, verse 34,
0: And then, you know, just like
2: because we know that um, with Jesus Christ, you know, uh, he, Jesus and John, they were very different, you know, in their, their lifestyle, uh, the way that they lived and, and their lifestyle and everything. But, you know, a lot of times they, they had different styles. And uh, um, so basically evangelism, you know, everybody is not the same. We're all different. We're culturally different. We come from different cultures. But basically our message, has still to, it has to still be the same. still have to be the message of Jesus Christ and so um just dealing with that that particular issue in itself is it, it's a lot it's, it, it covers a lot its it's a lot that we could cover but um and for instance, okay uh with paul you know paul you know he he was as different as you could get in evangelism because we know that paul he was one of the, he was persecuting the saints, he was killing them, so you know they were afraid of him. At one time, until they had to, he had to prove himself to them because they were. I mean, I could imagine, you know, someone's going around killing you. But he probably became one of the one of the greatest apostles, you know. He evangelism, and even in, he he wrote in like the Corinthians and nine and nineteen. When he, you know, Paul said he said he was a free man and that he belonged to no one, and that he made he he didn't make you know he he didn't he didn't belong to anyone. And so Paul's main objective was to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. He was a great apostle. He was a great evangelist.
0: Amen. Because back in those days, they didn't have cars, they didn't have Amtrak,
4: they didn't have Greyhound, or what we have now. And the bottom of the zone was on foot. They walked a lot of places, you know, to get the word out about Jesus. So, yeah.
2: And, and and I, I believe that uh, with Paul, you know, because Paul, he was he was sold out. He really was. He when he Paul, you know, he he was extreme on one side. He was extreme in killing. He was radical, you know, when it came to the uh, killing of 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 God the Christian. But once he became, on site, he was just as radical, you know, because Paul, you know, he he you know he he was to me. I think he was a person that he met. Uh, he met the needs, and he he gave people hope, and he gave them, you know, even in just like with Paul and Peter, you know, Paul and Peter, they had a tumultuous relationship with the other because he just, you know, Peter to him so was a, was a hypocrite. You know, because and Paul had to check him on it, and sometimes, you know, in evangelism, we have to do those things in order for, but you sitting on the bench, you're not able to do that when you're sitting on the bench. you sit in the church, and all you do, you go to church on a Sunday, and you're sitting there, you go in for Bible study, and you're studying, I mean, eventually, sooner or later, you've got to come out of the church, you've got to get out, and you've got to exercise, you know, you've got to have... Um, you got to have that confidence. You've got to come out and you've you got to stand out on, on the word of God And we, we have too many people that are being lost nowadays. The world is being, lost, and the world depends on us. And evangelism is very important. We have, you know, we can go places and do things that, uh, that we, we, you know, I think it was like uh, my ex used to love to watch that outer space thing where you go into, uh, I, I don't remember how it goes. I used to watch it that much. But, you know, going into uncharted territory, so I believe in evangelism, we have to go into uncharted territory, but we have to be released properly in order to do that. we got to get off the bench in the, in the process, have to get us off the bench and put us out there. Uh, Shank, are you still there?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, I am.
2: Okay, we have a few more minutes, and I would like to hear some, hear a little bit more from you. Well,
1: I really don't have, have a whole lot to say right now. I talked myself out. I thought. All right, <laughs> I'm trying to stop
4: pushing you. Up.
2: <laughs> I love to hear you. Hear you every time you open your mouth, you have such words of wisdom, and I love to hear you speak. Uh, that's why I'm always calling on you, and I cause you you don't have you're not a man of many words, but the words that you do say on the shank they have a lot of weight you know to them, and because you're very knowledgeable about you you're very cautious about what you say and you're very knowledgeable about what you say and i I love you know when you speak because there's always something good and and truth in what you say and um and so oh, uh, you. you're welcome you're welcome um uh, I have another en- engagement that I have to go to on Thursday, also at at um at seven thirty, so it's almost seven o'clock now and um uh, prophet, i mean prophets um, um Roslyn, are you still on the line with us Roslin. oh she may she may be off but um we're gonna i'm gonna go ahead and, and say a prayer i'm going to start the prayer, and then you can go go um i'm gonna start the prayer, elder shanking. Uh, it's been an awesome evening speaking with you. I uh, look forward to speaking with you again on Saturday. Hopefully if you're on the prayer line, we do have a prayer line yeah. on Saturday. And um,
0: yeah.
2: we will be um, uh, meeting again on Saturday. And hopefully, I'm planning and hoping that Apostle, um, next week when he comes back, we can expound on this a little bit more. I, I believe this is really yeah. on the topic. And we need to explore this a little bit more. It's really good. Actually, I'm going to do a little bit more studying on it myself uh, this week so I can be a little bit more prepared when we come next week in regards to this subject, evangelism. Uh, Why um, women, why are they uh, still sitting on the the pews and they're not being released in the field of ministry? Why they're not being released into ministry? Why evangelism is not being released? And I believe that's a good subject matter, and, and we should really consider that and think about it what's the problem, what's really going on, and we need to come together in the body of Christ and all work together to edify the body of Christ and stop tearing each other down and let's build each other up and edify each other so that we can all uh, work towards a common goal and a common cause of meeting Jesus Christ at the end of, at the end of, of all that we're doing. We're doing this all for one purpose and for, for one reason, just to go back home with him, to be with him, You know, to go to heaven someday, to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. That's my goal, and that's why I do what I do, because it's not for play. Uh, It's not just for position or for power. It's to go back home with Jesus Christ, because we're talking about eternity. here. We're talking about uh, our afterlife, which is eternity, never ending. And I want to spend eternity in heaven with Jesus Christ someday. That's my my goal, uh, to spend eternity with Jesus Christ. I'm not here uh, trying to go to hell with Satan, you know, stayed in church all my life and then end up, and has them to say depart from me. I know you're not the your worker of iniquity. I don't want to hear those words. And so, uh, you know, evangelism is is awful important in the body of Christ. And and it, there's so much that we could do in evangelism. There's so much we we can do. We should not be bound. We should not be tied down in evangelism. There, you know, we sometimes we got to cross traditional boundaries and come up with some new ideas of reaching God's people with with you know with the help that God has given us. Come up with some new ideas because we, we got to reach this world. We have to reach this world. We have to reach this world. We have to reach this world. And so um, a, um, I just, I'm going to go ahead and, and say a prayer in another Shank, and I, I'll, I'll go ahead and let you finish out the prayer, finish out the benediction, but I want to pray for those that are not on the line on tonight, and then we just go ahead and let you finish out the benediction, and we'll end the call. Um, okay. um, Pastor, Pastor, are you still on the phone? Father, we just thank you on tonight. Uh, we ask that you give Apostle, you continue to keep your arms of protection around him, Father God, wherever he may be. And God, those that are not on the on the call, uh, Elder Shank, uh Elder Shanks' uh, uh, wife, uh, that's not on the call, Pastor Toby and Pastor Deborah Gray, and everyone else has been on, uh, that's not on the call on tonight, God, I ask that even though they're not on the call, Father God, that you continue to keep your angels. Camp round about them For us that are on the Call on tonight we just Thank you for the Opportunity that we had On tonight God to Expound on your word And that you open up Our knowledge base God Father God that we Will understand your Word more God that we Will study your word Father God and that We'll have a clear Understanding of who you Are and what you're all About and what we need To be doing Father God To follow you in these Last and evil days and I just thank you for Those that are on the Call I thank you for Prophet Rosman Father God I thank you God for Elder Shank on tonight Father God I thank you for even allow me to be on this call on tonight and for apostle um, trusting and having confidence enough to know that we will be on the call of Father God that we will go forth in the name of Jesus Christ and God I ask that you continue to touch those that are sick in their bodies God touch them and heal them right now because you are the ultimate healer and God as we get ready to close this call as we leave uh, leave God this call but not your presence God we just want to thank you for your everlasting love and your grace towards us. And I'll shake you can go ahead and close it out for us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus.
1: All right, dear Lord, we just thank you and praise you and bless your holy name. We thank you for this time that we've been able to share. Lord, we just ask that you would bless us until we meet again. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.
2: Awesome, awesome. So we, God, we we just I say good night to you. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and I'll speak to you again, if God is willing, on Saturday evening for our prayer call. All right.
0: God bless everyone. Take care. Bye-bye.